0: Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Do we have any goals this season? Absolutely. We're going to win a lot of games. We're going to get in the playoffs. Bears Nation. I'm not surprised. I thought the guys executed. I thought that they hung in there. And that's what you got to do in the NFL. So third down and long. A twist up front. Able to collapse the pocket. Fields. Keeps it alive. It's a wide open tennis. It's never going to be perfect. It's always going to be hard. And now Pettis down the sideline. Hey! And- yeah, I think that was the uh, kind of the play that changed the momentum of the whole
0: game. So, um, you know, once that play happened, um, you know, that kind of just started everything
1: else. Fields giving time. In zone. Touchdown. safe round, And would you believe this? The Bears lead in the fourth quarter. That was my second read.
0: felt the defenders come down soft and then saw EQ. Took a good angle with that safety right there. Just hit him for the touchdown. And, of course, the O-line did a great job protecting that play. So, proud of those guys.
1: It's time for the Bears Nation Podcast. With your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan.
0: Powered by powered by, powered by, powered by powered Betstack. Bets See you in the Super Bowl.
1: Strap it in. It's the Bears Nation Podcast.
0: We do not suck.
1: It is Bears Nation Podcast. It is September 12th. Monday it's a victory Monday for the first time in a long time Feels many like many many years the Bears have won a football game and they won a home opener at Soldier Field Kevin Lapka with me as always Jake San, and it is Bears Nation podcast and in the studio that Kevin Lapka so graciously built for us so graciously and meticulously put together after much tinkering a lot of Trial and error, yeah, if you will. Yeah, a good way couple episodes done here before, but now, true lighting. No idea what that was. Going to ignore it. see
0: battery is running low. That's unfortunate.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, as I was saying, new lights, new headphones, new everything. New bears, possibly. Probably not. But we're going to talk about a 1-0, and we're going to talk about a Bears victory. And, all right, fine. Say it. Say it. Yeah, just, just, I mean, you could say it for me. I, I think it'd feel better if you said it for me, Kevin Lapka. I was wrong. I was wrong. I the it. Bears beat the 49ers, it. they took care of business, they defended their home field. And what was truly just such a Bears sloppy win, and not even from the football standpoint, I mean, just the torrential downpour that all of Chicago experienced on Sunday night the absolute just crazy weather that absolutely helped the bears in securing this win uh but i was wrong i was wrong i thought the 49ers were going to come in and i thought they were going to not manhandle the bears we remember i predicted that the bears would cover i thought it would be a close game right um i did however say that if it was an ugly game and if you forced trey lance to make mistakes and rattled him you could win that game. That's so really, it. my hedge was correct. So I'll take that a little bit. Um, but no, this is Bears Nation podcast. Your place for inane inanities, or what asinine ananities, or what was the the exact quote? Let me just <laughs> comment on YouTube. Let me just pull this insane up. Insane ananities. So, was it was it insane? Was it insane inanities? It was a whole bunch of adjectives. It was and, asinine inanities. Asinine. Your place, your your one stop shop. And I want to I really want to hammer this home. Your one-stop shop. This goes for you, TikTok, as well. Asinine Ananities. Let me tell you something right off the bat. You need asinine ananities and childish entertainment. You only have to go one place. It's here. It's Bears Nation Podcast. That's what we that's what you know what when me and Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano and Josh Lyles. R I P to both of them, the latter. Well, not Um, all right well, not you know theoretically, (laughs) proverbially. When we started this podcast many moons ago, you know, I sat down on that Skype call and I said, if there's one thing that I want to come out of this podcast, I want some old bag of bones to be on our YouTube page saying that this is a place for asinine inanities. And do I know what those words mean? I know what asinine means because I use it daily. Do I know what inanities are? No. Am I going to look it up? Also, no, no, because you know why I'm stubborn. And so we are just going to make that the label of this podcast going <laughs> forward. And you know, honestly, there's the, I, I'm glad that's how the season started. Truly a great kickoff. Commented on our wonderful, wonderful episode with Tom there, And asked 99s. A great, honestly, could not have asked for anything better. Did, and I'm about to say, I did some numbers on my tweet. With that screenshot and by numbers, I mean exactly 13 likes. Pretty awesome for me. Double-digit <laughs> likes. We like that engagement, um, most of it being my personal friends. However, and I promise we'll stop talking about this and get back to the game in a second, but if you need to go anywhere for Nine and Addies, please let it be here at the Bears Nation podcast. Anyway, back to the game. Um, yeah, I mean, if you told me, let's just start with a general If you told me that the Bears were going to win this game against the 49ers, uh, there would be three touchdowns, and not one of them would be involving David Montgomery. Mm -hmm. I would have laughed in your face. I would have said, you are out of your mind. Whether that be receiving in the red zone or running for one, I would have laughed in your face. I mean, granted, we expected this to be a Justin Fields game. We all know that the Bears will go this season as Justin Fields goes. And, oh, boy, was that first half something to talk about, and we will talk about it. Who? We'll get to the second half as well, though, too, because woohoo! But anyway, if you had told me that the Bears were going to win with no David Montgomery, not even being your leading rusher, would have laughed in your face. Would have absolutely called you a liar. Would have called you a yeah. witch,
0: especially after knowing, you know, pregame that you, you're playing in the the, the conditions, conditions that you, that that you played in. in yeah, Every, and quite frankly, and he, I'll, I'll preface it with this: the whole conversation I'm about to have for the next however long is. A lot of people who want to write off the bears are saying two things are saying, well, it's week one, you know, it's week one. We saw the Jaguars beat the Colts last year. The saints beat the Packers last year, like 38 to three. And the second Mm -hmm. thing they're saying is, well, it was a rain game. It it doesn't matter. Well, guess what? The rain, first of all, both teams have to deal with it. And if anything, it favors the 49ers. They're this power run team that mm-hmm. oh, they're gonna run you into the ground, and, and their O-line is a power O line, and Trent Williams on the outside, outside zone, Elijah Mitchell. And yeah, Elijah Mitchell went down. But all I heard from Niners fans was the depth that they have at the running back position with Jeff Wilson, and then Trey Lance obviously you know can do the things he does with his legs, which he did, but you know, don't go around saying, well, you know, the Bears only won because it was pouring rain. And, and it, and you know, that played into their favor. And yes, did they get a little bit lucky that it started to downpour again Mm -hmm. right when they were up, you know, nine points uh, with six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter? But they were up nine points. It wasn't like the 49ers needed to go down and get a field goal. Like, they still would have had to score twice. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hear anything about, oh, the Bears won this game because it was a monsoon. Both teams played through the conditions. But you're right. The way in which they won I was surprised the way in which they won offensively, but not defensively. Everything that they defensively is exactly what I expected.
1: That was everything that we thought that the defense was going to be. Everything and then possibly even then some. I think that they exceeded my expectations a little bit. Defensively? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, like who knows, maybe, maybe the Bears still win, but it's still maybe a higher score sure, game without sure. the rain. Like that, it, when you're talking about how it affected both teams in the game in general, that's a valid point, but you can't just go around saying, well, it only affected the Bears and not the Niners, or it only affected the Niners, not the Bears, rather. But you know, let's start with the defense, right? Because well, it, I, I want to circle
1: back to one okay, thing real quick yeah, that, go you, ahead. that you had mentioned that you, you mentioned the two score game and that the Niners would have had to score twice. Also part of that equation is you would have had to stop Justin Fields and what that god Andrew. mode that he was in that it's like they, like you would have at no like you would have had to stop the Bears offense one more time at mm-hmm. least if you're the 49ers as well mm-hmm. while also working the clock in such a way that you did not give the Bears enough time to answer and still win the game at the last second. So and the way that the Bears were playing the way that Justin Fields was playing you know last year you would have said well yeah there's no way the Bears would have done that. Based one game, one half is one half of football. But based on the way things were going and the confidence with it, Justin Fields was playing the amount of play action that we saw the switch from shotgun to under center and play action. And look what happened immediately. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not confident that the 49ers would have stopped the Bears from scoring again either. So, That's a great yeah, point. Um, no, but yeah, we can talk about the defense. Um, I mean, like I said, basically everything that we expected from the defense, uh, we talked about last week in our preview that this team seems to be buying into the hits philosophy and we saw it and you know there were guys who were skeptical at first jalen johnson being number one i think mm-hmm. at the top of that list and then even he saying after the game like yeah we're in and you see what happens when we're into it and eddie jackson ends his turnover joe eddie go. jackson gets his that's first cool. interception in three years and i mean the defense and that's what i mean when i say and then some because they pretty really, i mean you got Fifth round rookies, Dominique Robinson coming in, getting sacks and getting, uh, making very, very big impact plays too, to help you, you know, uh, stop the 49ers from scoring and help you obviously then go on to win the game. So, I mean, the defense, it was even exceeded my expectations. They did better than I was expecting, hoping for even.
0: Yeah. I mean, the things that we expected them to do, at least what I expected them to do, was get takeaways, right? And make things hard for Trey Lance. Like, again, this was, this was the whole, you know, I'll go back. If people who listened to this episode didn't listen to the last one, I picked the Bears to win this game 24-23. And my main line of thinking for that was, you know, I, I didn't think the Bears were – we're not at a point yet with their offense where they're going to be winning offensively, right? I mean, that's that's a point where maybe – Five games in, you can start to get a rhythm on offense where you're winning offensively and you're just outscoring a team 33-32. But I knew that this game was going to be hard for Trey Lance. I knew that Matt Eberflus was going to look at Trey Lance, knowing the inexperience that he is and the fact that this is essentially a you know his first game as a rookie, and he was going to make things really hard. And it's not just up to Matt Eberflus; it was up to players to make the plays that they did. And you think about it right from the bat, and the play that to me, you know, things could go very, very differently. If Jalen Johnson doesn't punch that ball out of Demo Samuel, you know, in in bear territory in the first quarter of the game, right? I mean, how many times last year did we see the Bears go down early? They're down and they went down 10-0 in this game, but it was if it happened a little bit earlier, you know, you're a little bit less confident. All right, And, and then it's raining, right? So you don't really have the opportunity to to show off a lot of offensive prowess to really come back from a larger deficit, right? I mean, that play. You know, that play changes the game. But the the, the so, so you need plays like that, right? I mean, we, we say takeaways are going to win you games. And I said, whoever wins the takeaway battle in this game is going to win, right? The Bears had two, the 49ers had one, right? They got the interception off Justin Fields. But it's the Eddie Jackson interception, which is the difference between this team and, this year and the team last year. And I'll tell you why. Because, yeah, last year's team might make that that fumble uh, recovery by Shaquan Brisker and that punch out by Jalen. Yeah, they might make that play. But what they didn't do. Was they didn't get that game ceiling takeaway, and in every big game, the Chicago Bears won in twenty eighteen, which was you know the prime season for a majority of Bears fans, especially the young ones, right? The one we all remember because they led the league in takeaways. They're so good. Think about the the the, the bigger games that year. Against the Vikings Sunday Night Football, what happened in that game? Eddie Jackson game-sealing interception. Against the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving, Eddie Jackson game-sealing pick six, right? And pick six in both of those games. And you think uh, Rams, the Rams game, right? I think Roquan had a pick to – there was like four interceptions in that game. I think Roquan had one to seal it. Yeah. You need to get a takeaway to seal the game. They didn't do that last year. They had leads, right? I mean, the Bears had the lead against the Ravens. Tyler Huntley goes down the field. This year's team gets a takeaway to end that game. Takeaways win games, and they brought Matt Eberflus in to do just that—not to get the takeaways earlier in the games, but to get that final pick, sure. that final interception, that final fumble recovery that just puts a team away, get another touchdown, end up blowing them out of the water. I mean, again, Jake, like I—I I don't think people understand. Like the Bears won this by two scores. If it had not been for right. two missed extra points, this was a twenty-one to ten game. Like the Bears didn't get lucky because, like, people are think about the players that are in the Bears tier, or not the players, the teams that were in the Bears tier. You know, the Giants, all right? So what did the Giants do this week? Well, they won, but they won because the Titans missed a field goal. And that's that's not, you know, I'm not. well yeah you're Right. But <laughs> the tight like, they didn't beat them by two scores. The Jaguars, sure. they lost. You know, the, the Seahawks are playing right now against the Broncos. They're probably going to get blown out. And, you know, all those other teams, like the Bears were the only. The Jets lose. The Falcons lose. The Lions lost. The Texans lost. Like the Bears, or the Texans tied, sorry. The Bears were the only of those teams that won by two scores. Sure. So that's where I'm at as far as what this win really means. You know,
1: yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, we talk over and over at nauseum about like the culture shift. And yeah, true. I mean, honestly, if you're this, if you're at this point last year and you're down ten nothing, I mean, I for one, like, I'm thinking the game's over. Like, you're screwed. Like, absolutely. It, you're absolutely true. One thing that I will say, and you bring up the Giants, and that's something I do want to hit on really quick. Brian Dable goes for two, essentially wins them the game with that okay, call to go for true. two. That's true. I. Wouldn't have hated if Matt Eberflus, after that first missed extra point, was like screw. I mean, Justin Fields, Justin Fields is your quarterback, and you have David Montgomery there. And he, granted, David Montgomery didn't have the greatest game. Cleo Herbert played well. Go for two. Like it's way better than leaving it up to those conditions to kick in. Way better. I mean, look what happened across the league on Sunday. Half these teams couldn't make a kick. Look at what happened in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Four and those conditions win. were fine. So, I I mean, this is so nitpicky. Like, you won the game by two uh, two possessions. Like, this is so nitpicky. But, I I mean, I wouldn't have hated it. it. It would have been kind of nice if you were, all right, screw it. I'm not leaving it up to these conditions. We're just going to go for two. I mean, granted, again, nitpicky, not the important part of this. But you're so right. You're very right about, you know, this defense kind of lacking the teeth. Of getting mm-hmm. those game ceiling takeaways, I mean, I go back to the Pittsburgh game last year. You exactly. couldn't get a stop to save your life until you did, and then a penalty offset that, and you lost the game. So, yeah, I mean, that's great to see, and it, it it's way better that it's Eddie Jackson. It's somebody who you know, somebody who you want to be a captain it's of this defense, good. somebody who you want. And then, I mean, even go back to the first turnover. Who's there? Jalen Johnson and Jaquan Brisker, two guys who you expect to be center, fie- center fielders, center pieces and key pieces of this defense. So all three of those guys, if you're going to have success as a defense, as a team this year, it's got to start with those three guys. And obviously Kyler Gordon's a part of that too. Roquan, of course, is a part of that. I don't want anybody coming at me saying I didn't mention Roquan Smith. Obviously those three guys though, it is very important that they were a part of two of the biggest plays of the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's very important. If the defense can play like that in those conditions, granted, again, the weather assisted that and it had something to do with it, but that's a good confidence booster for you because you expect this 49ers team to be, We you read anywhere, Bleacher Report or The Athletic, or you turn on 670 to score or whatever your favorite Bears podcast is, which is hopefully this one. Everybody is saying, oh, the, I mean, said it last week too. This 49ers are Super Bowl aspirating a team with Super Bowl aspirations, a team that, that is going be to be—I don't know. It might be. Don't look that up, but it's a team that is expected to be a playoff team and has Super Bowl aspirations. What? No matter who's at quarterback, whether it was Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance at quarterback, this team was expected to be contending for a Super Bowl. Don't look it up, Kevin. I swear no, to God. No, 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 anyway, no, no. I don't want to know the answer to that question. But anyway, my point stands that. You beat a team that – and granted, they if they do make the Super Bowl and if they do make the playoffs, the 49ers will likely do it off the back of their defense, which is, I mean, what we expect the Bears to be a strong defensive team, not saying the Bears – you know how I feel about mm. the Bears. You know how I feel about the Bears. But come on, this is an offense that – okay, inject Trey Lance and they're going to take off. Well, that didn't happen. Again, the weather has something to do with that. But this defense, it, it feels – like you have the potential to be a top 10 unit.
0: Yes, and I, that was in my notes. And again, and what did I say all off? what did we really talk about all off season was yes, we recognize that there was a le- that there is a lack of talent on this roster comparatively to teams that are trying to win the Super Bowl. So now you play the 49ers compared to last year. Compared to last year. So and, and, Oh my god, and that frustrates me. It, it, it's just That's, right. it is tough. It is tough. I mean 3 3 sacks the game winning fourth but title. But but we're in this for the long term. Like, we n-
1: well, here. also, you likely like you don't have one of Jaquan Brisker, or Kyler Gordon either. Yeah, very true. So very true. And you don't because. And you don't have one. of You probably don't have Dominic Robinson either because he was a fifth round pick. you got an extra fifth for Kulimak. No.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. But I, Dominic, I think Dominic Robinson's uh, pick was a part of what the fifth round they got in the trade i can't remember regardless the important You're, part of this that this draft is you
1: do so not have crazy. probably jaquan brisker because he was the second pick the, of yep. those two picks so you probably don't have jaquan brisker if you don't trade Khalil Mack. so
0: right but like nonetheless like also and, it was one game and, and we believe we do believe that this defense has the t- like they, we do think that they can be a top 10 defense talent wise like we do believe that honestly but the difference that Is there between, you know, when you say, okay you look at the Bears and the 49ers and all week people are matching them up. Right. And, and, you know, oh the Bears are going to lose simply because they don't have the same amount of talent. Well, no. And what we tried to tell you guys for the past four months ever or really ever since Matt Eberfus was hired was. The difference is not in the talent. The difference is the way they play the game from an effort standpoint, right? And, and, and the hits principle. And they're after the football. And there's one play I can remember. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a tackle for loss. And I see seven blue jerseys, on the seven blue jerseys at the running back. I'm like, we never saw that last year. It's effort, it's accountability. And what is it, Jake? It's discipline. I mean, the 49ers True. very well lost themselves that game because they committed a ridiculous, I think it was 11 penalties, a number of them for 15 yards, a number of them extending Bears drives and you can't just chalk it up to well the Bears got lucky with penalties no be the smarter team be the more disciplined team last year that which was is the part Bears. of the hits, mean, hits which is philosophy. part of hits possible uh it's intensity it's takeaways it's you know it's look hey, last year that team get, loses that game 31 to 0 they they might lose that they might lose that game 31 to 3 because there's no discipline yeah. they're the ones committing 11 penalties they're the ones uh extending drives they're not hustling like i can just you can transcend talent when you play smart and when you play hard. I mean, we've seen it. This is what matters. And it's we've seen it on both sides. We've seen a team when you have a lot of talent and you don't play hard and how you can lose wins because of that. And then how you have maybe not as great of talent, but you play freaking hard and it gains you wins. And that's what this team is. And they're going to freaking fight, man. And the and most important thing about all of it is – like results are important when you're preaching something like hits, and when we know yes. that players were skeptical about it because yes. what was Matt Nagy? He was all talk, and we're going to do this, yep. and we're going to try this, and there were never results. Especially on offense, to get the results,
1: and yes, yeah, just one week, but to get the results, week one, you it's needed very that very important. You you ne- you absolutely needed that, and not just and and it wasn't like a uh, it wasn't a fluky interception like where it's you know tip, no, it's tipped tipped or or bit or bounced off somebody's helmet or something weird happens it was a great read by eddie jackson it where eddie jackson looked like the eddie jackson of old and then the fumble a peanut punch recovered by somebody else to back it up i mean that's two legitimate turnovers forced and huge ones by again key players on that defense you if the matt eberflus era was going to work it needed to start like Matt Eberflus' success and whatever happens after this is not directly tied to what happened in game one and if you had right. a turnover or not. But that happening twice, not just once, but twice, <laughs> is like huge for how successful Matt Eberflus is going to be. Because now, if there were people that were still skeptical, now you're saying, okay, well, look what happened. You They're reviewing the tape all week. As they get ready for Green Bay on Sunday night, shutters. But, like... Now you could say, like, guys, look, this works. We stopped the forty-eight, 49- like we stopped the 49ers twice, and then even on the sack mm-hmm. that that saved you four points because then the 49ers had to settle for a kick instead of a touchdown. That's likely happened. So yeah, I mean the Maddie or Fluusera needed to start that way on defense. And it's very, very it's a very positive step that it did. And I think it's a very good ground level, like entry level foundation. For you to now build on for the rest of the season,
0: you're absolutely right. And when you look at at the makeup of the Bears' schedule, it's also important from a momentum and confidence standpoint. Again, it all goes back to the fact about people buying in, right? Because if you had lost that game, and, and everyone's not, you know, even if you played hard again, results are in the the win loss column. That's where the results are. You know, we're we're you know this. I think this is a team that doesn't look for moral victories. Like I think this is a team that is like sure. the victories are in you know the final score of the game. Matt like,
1: Eberflus does not strike me as a moral victories no, guy.
0: No, he does not. And I love that. I love that. Right. Yeah. And moral victories are okay to a certain extent. If you freaking score 40 points and you lose 41 to 40, there is sure. a moral victory there that you're off with, right. Like there are right. moral victories to be found, but in general, you can't chalk it up to moral victories every week. But when I talk right. about the makeup of the schedule, like so now next you want to know, next week uh, you gotta go to Lambeau on Sunday night. And we and we'll preview this on Wednesday. But although the Packers did what they did against Minnesota. Like, you're not that makes me feel worse. That makes makes me feel worse. Well, it doesn't make me feel worse entirely because, like, there are some serious flaws to that team that I think need to be addressed. But Rodgers is going to have a vengeance, might take a Percocet before the game. You know, like, he we don't know. Ayahuasca, we we, maybe he didn't do his his preseason rituals yet. Now he needs to do that.
1: And again, we will talk about this on Wednesday for our preview episode. But just a reminder after the Packers got embarrassed in week one last week, they went then game week two and just absolutely drubbed the lines and Rogers had 400 yards and yeah. like four touchdowns. Exactly. I looked it up. So, Oh, okay. So that, like like, legitimately he had like an unbelievable, he only like had like four or five incompletions all game through like 30 times and had four touchdowns. Well, yeah, I'm scared.
0: Uh, it's going to be different this year, but, but,
1: but okay. to that point, again, we'll talk about this Wednesday. Like you feel way worse about this game. If you lost, if you it's, lost it's, against exactly. the Fortnite like now, okay, you're one and one, you have two cupcake games after that right well maybe yeah. not cupcake because the giants look like they might be okay but and also the texans however winnable games let's put it that way very winnable games and again not to get ahead of ourselves because we're going to do preview episodes and blah blah blah, 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 blah 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 you know how it goes but my point being that you needed this win because you're likely gonna lose on sunday night in lambo but you still feel okay because you're one and one and you beat one playoff team and you know if you lose to vengeance aaron rogers then okay then you you Try to get them back uh, when they come to Soldier Field later in the year. Fine, you're you're in a much better right. spot because then you have a couple winnable games immediately after really? that. So, like, uh, literally right away, literally the next week. So
0: that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, w- like uh, because you get in a dangerous situation if you lost that game, then you're zero two, and then you lose against Green Bay, right? You don't have that momentum, sure. and and then you know, okay, you're zero two. It's it's uh, like I think. Already, when you're zero two, only fifteen percent of those teams make the playoffs. Like it's vibes, hard, are hard, the vibes are bad. The vibes right? are bad. Um, so that's why winning week one is huge, and the Bears haven't done it in a while, and that's why especially if the Vikings are gonna look like that. And yeah, and that's a different conversation because my God, Justin Jefferson is gonna break every record that's ever existed. Um, and I don't want to think about that. But like, so if you were to go to zero and two, and then you go week three against the Texans, like all of a sudden, oh, you know, all of a sudden that's not the the winnable game you thought it was, and yep. like you vibes like, would be bad. The vibes would be bad. You win games off of confidence and momentum, right? And, and, and it goes game to game and it also goes in-game, right? Like we saw the Bears get the momentum right. in the second half of that game. So let's talk about that because when we talk about oh, the Bears would have lost this game uh 31 to 3 last year. I I think we say that partially because we think this year, this year's uh team has better talent right a little bit better talent especially defensively that would prevent them from scoring 31 points i i think w- w- just with the secondary which you brisker and coming okay. forward and the impact that that's had on any jackson like they you, you wouldn't you like last year i'm remembering debo samuel just break that defense sure. a number of times sure, sure, they sure, contained sure. him very well and yes the rain had a factor but um it comes in the fact that the adjustments that they made at halftime And that was the talk was Matt Eberflus gave a speech to them. And it was actually, I forget who it was said when they went into the locker room at the half, like Luke gets, just like, he went to a whiteboard. He just just started explaining shit in a whiteboard to the players. And everyone's like, Oh bet. All right, let's go back out there and make plays. Halftime adjustments. When you gain, we didn't see that for the past four years, man.
1: Right. I mean, that was the biggest criticism of Matt Nagy was you had no momentum coming out of half when theoretically you should have made adjustments and have things that you can are ready to work on and ready to, Fix in the short term, and lo and behold, no fixes short term, no fixes medium term, no fixes long term. And thus, Matt Nagy is some kind of assistant with the Chiefs. Um, and Ryan Pace is building the Falcons into a dumpster fire.
0: So, is Matt Nagy another head coach job if the Chiefs just keep putting up 40 points?
1: No, because everybody knows it's not negative, it's Patrick Mahomes being awesome. Um, no. So, yeah, I mean, let's talk about that half, that second half because God, that first half was whew. do
0: you even want to talk about the first half? Like, I don't even, I think like, it's
1: important <laughs> to talk about still because I mean it was really bad by Justin Fields. It was that, scary. Well, per- it? it was scary. I know that that is the right word for it. I so I was driving back from Champaign, and so I listened to the first half on the radio, and Tom Thayer, our guy, our good friend, friend of the program. Tom Thayer groaning on the broadcast, like he's growing. like he's Audibly groaning. Like, like he's going, like Justin Fields is letting pass go. He goes, oh, you go, oh, multiple times, Kevin, multiple times he goes, oh no, oh geez, like that's for Week One, Game One of a quarterback who's supposed to be taking the second year leap, the biggest leap that happens in NFL history, like historically for NFL quarterbacks, year one to year two is when this biggest jump usually happens. For that to happen, I was like, "crap!" Like, here, here we go. Like, mm-hmm. and a, yeah, sure, the weather played a little bit of a factor, but man, you it just was naturally just
0: naturally go to panic mode, You're
1: right? Yeah. To... yeah, well, as Bears fans, that's what we're conditioned for. Mm-hmm. Like, here we go, and uh, and what it made me think of was, all right, here we go. Like, three and fourteen, and you got to hope that you can get Bryce Young.
0: Oh no, stop! Which I, and
1: but you like you can't tell me ba- like if that first like at halftime you can't tell me that if i had texted you that you would have completely disregarded it. You can't tell me that. I, I, I would. I because it was I like you at least at I least 0.1% you would have been like he might be right.
0: Maybe 0.01. And and i'm and i'm sure more
1: people would have felt the same like that first half was tough. It was yeah. real tough and then to your point going to halftime going to the locker room i don't know what was said exactly because we weren't there but so we're like, talked on the whiteboard doing the adjustments and what happens justin fields is under center starts moving more there's more motion there's more bootlegs there's more play action and then you have success and justin fields has one of the best stretches that is reminiscent of the stretch he went on midseason last year when you're like all right here's our guy now we go hope for the future that's what we looked like and granted one one was a broken play but even but he
0: created that play I don't think the Bears. I don't think that
1: broken play is taken advantage of last year especially given the conditions and granted at that time they lightened up a little bit but still I don't think the Bears make that play like I don't think Justin Fields makes that place and I mean this is what I'll say about Justin Fields in that second half he was wiggly like he was slippery Mm -hmm. he like he there was multiple times where he seemingly ducked out of pressure and out of thin air he found somewhere to run and you know, and one of them was a scramble. Uh, I think it was Eric Armstead was because Eric Armstead was everywhere in the backfield that entire game. But Eric Armstead's coming in the backfield, and Justin Fields is rolling left, and he just like does this is like a little hop, like like remember, he's yeah. like hops out of like gets his legs out of there at the last second. Like that's a guy who also too like Justin Fields played with confidence in that second half. Exactly, played with a lot of confidence. That's
0: all That matters, man. And
1: and bef- I'll end this rant with this. To start the show, I said that if you had told me that the Bears were going to score three touchdowns, Dave Montgomery would have nothing to do with any of them. I would have laughed in your face. If you told me also that that Justin Fields was going to throw two touchdowns and they would have went to Dante That's Pettis right. and Equinomia St. Brown, I would, have, I would have slammed the door in your face and walked away like that. Was, and, and great. The broken play to Pettis was awesome. It was really great awareness by Justin Fields to really throw across his body and make it like get it floated there. And he said after the game, I had to loft it there to make sure I got it there, but he was all alone. So I knew I could do that. Um, but the throw to Equinomia St. Brown. Was, I mean, that was
0: it like wasn't a threading and a needle, but it's right it, was yeah, it was a great throw. It was a
1: great throw, led him right to the end zone. And it's Equinomius St. Brown. If this is you're not working with Justin Jefferson like it. here, it's Equinomius St. Brown, the guy who's what your fourth receiver, fifth maybe. Yeah, if you so if exactly. you put Cole Komet ahead of him, so like it's what we saw from Justin Fields in the second half. Granted, he needs to be better, you can't have that first half at all, ideally, but. In that second half, if you get that guy for full games of football, and he could do that with those players, great. Because Darnell Mooney was non-existent. Cole Komet was non-existent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We already talked about Dave Montgomery was nowhere to be found. So if you're doing that with Dante Pettis, Equinorio St. Brown, and Cleo Herbert, (sighs) imagine what happens when those guys start playing well, when Darnell Mooney starts playing well, when Dave Montgomery isn't averaging three point like 0. 0.03 yards per carry like imagine imagine it's it a guys, good defense and, and um, yes and imagine when you have ideal like conditions too. imagine when you're playing imagine when you're playing at Ford Field or nice box. imagine when you're playing at Ford know, Field or in a dome in Minnesota that, yes. it was a U.S. Bank Stadium yeah, US Bank. like imagine playing there and imagine like, or imagine when you playing Houston or no, that's here, but still like imagine when you're playing in better conditions that aren't a torrential downpour and it looks like you're going to be swept away because the whole field's going to be filled up with water. Like, and it was
0: filled up with water. It was filled up with water. It up with water. Like it was a pool, which obviously. again, it was this. Hey, can, can, I
1: hate to talk about grass again, but what are we doing
0: here? Well, no, no, no. So here's the thing about that, actually. I, I don't think any stadium would. Like, it was, Jake, you weren't it was here brutal. For the first half. It was like, it was oh, no, well, like
1: I was driving it. through it.
0: All right, right. Because <laughs> it, it was still a little bit south probably at the time. So, yeah, it, sure. It the same, you know, same storm system. It was coming down hard. Like, I don't blame that on the – you can't blame it on Soldier sure. Field. Sure. You really can't. But Partially, to talk about the offense, like, what I saw in the first half really was like, yeah, I didn't like the play calling. But I do think, you know, the weather played a factor w- in, in this. Like, did you see that pregame video of Trey Lance trying to throw the ball? And he tried to throw it, and it literally just slipped out of his hand. Before I may have. And Justin Fields was wearing a glove. And sometimes mm-hmm. he's done that, but I don't think he didn't. It's I don't not always. It's not always, and I don't think he likes to do it. But I think he was in a situation where he's forced sure. to do it. And, and a lot of the throws in that first half, they, they didn't have that Justin Fields zip on them. So I think sure. what was happening, well, well, two things were happening. The problem you, the, the risk you run when you're playing in rain is receivers are not getting out of their breaks quickly. Right. So you expect a receiver to be in a certain place, and he's not there. Then you're, the odds of you throwing an interception are much greater because just the speed for a receiver, even on a curl route, to just get back to the ball is really hard. To just to to get your grip with your footing, sure. and so you like so. What I was thinking, because they were running the ball a lot, they were running the ball on third and nine, yeah. and I was like, why are you doing this? And I think it's like. Let's just not make a play that's going to lose you the game, right? Right, and I think that was the mentality, and and I was frustrated because I was like, it's thirty nine. How how are you running an inside zone on thirty nine? And then I was like, well, you know, would I rather have you run an inside zone thirty nine, punt it away, play the field position battle, or throw a pick six, right? Like, or or sure. fumble the ball because you know, like it's it's slippery out there, but. I think it also kind of led to Justin not having a lot of confidence. And mm-hmm. and then you saw in the second because right. because even when he was sitting in the pocket, like looking for a throw, like it wasn't quick. It wasn't urgent. And sure. I was I was getting nervous because I was like, where's that urgency? We saw in the preseason. This is what we're we're looking for, the quicker release. We're looking for him to get the ball out quickly against a good defensive front. Uh, but I do think Uh, like I I will say this, so I will say before I, before I talk more about that conference, I will say this because I was writing things down in the first half, because here Mm -hmm. I am thinking, you know, that the, we're going to do a post game show talking about all these things we need to fix. You know, I didn't think we were going to really win the game when we went down to know. And I was like, did you watch the Rams bills game on Thursday night? Yes. Like when I watched that game, I'm like, this is what the Chicago bears have to be doing. I mean, the bills make it look so easy and what they're doing is not that complicated. They knew they're playing Aaron Donald in a very, very impressive defensive front, the best defensive player in all football. By the way, Dwayne Brown, Jaquan Brisker's trainer, he called me like two. Did weeks, he really? Yeah. Jaquan Brisker gets the fumble recovery. He called me. He's like, What I tell you, it depends the defensive <laughs> player of the year, he's gonna be a whole favorite. What I tell you. It was so good. Um, but like the, the NBC was talking about it all night. The Bills, they're just getting the ball out in 1.5 seconds, like yeah, easy stuff. Quite. And I think the Bears still need to do a little bit more of that, right? So that's what well, I think because again, it's hard given the conditions, but like that's all that's all the Bills do. That's all the great, like the Chiefs are a little bit different. But when you watch the Bills, especially when you know you're going up against a defensive front, like you don't have two seconds to throw if Aaron right. Dowell's coming at you. Design something where it's just easy dig routes, easy slant routes. And yeah, they have Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis and that. Chiefs yeah, that thing. helps. Stefan Diggs, the and, best route. Runner and you know, in the game. a guy called but Josh Allen. Yeah, but like, I like just Justin's capable of making those throws. Justin's capable of making the quick throws that need to be made just to get a couple yards on sure. first down. Like, that should be to me like your go to when you need five yards because your mentality as a coach on first down is like, let's get five yards, right? And I think their mentality is, let's run the ball and get five yards. No, run a slant route to Darnamoon and give me five yards. Like, that's the way I want it right now. And I just think that they need to do a better job of doing that. Again, it's raining. When I said a million fucking times. I know it was raining, but I, I just think in general that's something that they can do going forward.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing that—and not to get ahead of ourselves because we'll talk about it on Wednesday—but the change that Luke Getzey made from having Justin True. Fields under shotgun and trying to make like a more traditional type of offense, and then they changed it. I mean, one clearly wasn't one under center, started running more play action, started running more motion, which we've been screaming about for. Oh, about a year Four now years for about a year. Well, yeah, even in the Mitch Trubisky days, even mm. that you can't have these guys just under shotgun because they're going to get killed. And, you know, their weaknesses are going to get highlighted. Then I do I do commend the switch in game from Luke Etsy instead of getting up there after the game, be like, oh, well, we're going to tinker with it and change it going into mm-hmm. next week. I respect him being like, OK, we got to do it now. We're going to do it now. And then, of course, everything changed. Great. Awesome. Don't go back. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely do Don't go back. It worked. It changed. It was so, so immediate and so clear that it changed. Don't even mess with it. Do less shotgun that start with under center and start with all those things that work. And then if you want to sprinkle in shotgun for different situations at certain points, sure. But don't make that the primary setup. Just don't know what worked, identify what worked and go with it then. saw one screen pass, and it actually kind of works. You got like five yards, yards out of it.
0: It was it was the only reception for Donovan. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes, yeah. Because well, they did a lot of they did a lot of running back screens. They did a ton of halfback screens in the first half, which His, I don't hate. I don't hate. I don't. I, Especially yeah, given
1: don't the, the situation it. and given the conditions, I don't hate. But the one, I mean, I've I saw this over the off season. If I see another wide receiver bubble screen, I'm going to lose my mind. In that situation, and it wasn't even like a true bubble screen. It, it was like a slip screen. Like yeah, it good. Like it was a slip screen. Exactly, so. And that's fine. And it worked. You got eight yards and then you didn't go back to it. And look what happened. So it's just Luke Etsy. I will be very, I will feel a lot more confident. And and granted after the second half, I do feel decently confident in Luke Etsy's ability as a play caller. And as a guy who can run an offense, I just need to see you do that then in green Bay as well. And granted it's at Lambeau and it's going to be tough conditions again, just from the hostile environment standpoint. But if you, continue to build on these things that worked for Justin Fields and worked for this offense, then I'll feel a lot better about the season-long outlook for the offense.
0: And and here's also what I thought was going on in the first half. I started to get into this mindset that maybe they're just trying to set things up right like they're running the ball so much even in illogical situations that he's doing what a lot of people want you to do as a head coach which is to stick to the run establish the run and don't go away from the run when you don't have to and they were only down 7-0 when they were trying to do those things i, I don't entirely blame him and and then really like they weren't killing the 49ers on play action in the second half so i wouldn't say that their whole plan was let's establish a run that's really catch them off guard with play action in right. the second half like the two touchdowns i think that. Equanimous St. Brown touchdown was play action. I want to say, yes, it was, but the one to Pettis, I don't know if that was, I don't think that also might've been play action, but it didn't really weigh. It was a busted play. Yeah. magic, Right. So I, like, I can see him, you know, saying here we are just, we're going to set something up and then we're going to exploit them. Like I'm okay with that. um, But I, I still want to see them mix a little bit more in there of, you know, those intermediate, those quicker passes, because think about it this way. Like, Everything we've seen from Justin Fields, especially on Sunday, is like this is what makes him great. Like these, these are the things that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes do and, and Rodgers do on a daily basis. Like they're making plays like that. They're, they're fine. They're extending the play. They're making those magical plays. I mean, how many right? times have you lost like, to Aaron
1: Rodgers on a broken play? On
0: play? Yeah, right. I mean, like a million times. And if you just get, hit, if you just, Allow him and, and get him to do the the easy quick things too. Then you're gonna start seeing the right. 300 yard pat Then you're gonna start seeing everything come together. I mean, he threw the ball 17 times. Like everyone's right, gonna right, look right. at the stats. Well, eight, he had eight completions for 121 yards and two two of it. He had eight completions. Two of them were touchdowns. 25 yeah. of his completions were touchdowns.
1: <laughs> like yeah, and so and, and I think <laughs> like just to go back to like how many like how many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers beat the Bears? on a busted play or on a broken play that they took advantage. Mm -hmm. But that's what the good teams do. That's what good quarterbacks do. That's what good teams do. That's what good offenses do. You see a broken play and you take advantage. Maybe it doesn't end in a touchdown every single time, but it results in chunk plays that go, you know, get you near the end zone or in the end zone. Right. Uh, Obviously ideally in the end zone, but (laughs) the, Good teams, good offenses, good quarterbacks take advantage of those broken plays and take advantage of what the other team gives you. Mm -hmm. 49ers gave you a gift, left Dante Pettis all by himself, all alone, and to basically stroll into the end zone. Justin Fields took advantage of it. He made a play. He stayed upright. He didn't get hit. He used his legs, and then he made a play, and he recognized what happened. He looked on the other side of the field again for one last-ditch effort, and he made something happen. Uh, So I will say it's a dangerous game to play the oh well maybe they were doing this as setup maybe they were trying that's to true. trying to do that's a dangerous game look at what our eyeballs tell us what our eyeballs tell us was first half offense was not working not even kind of a little bit change things but yeah. then things changed and things started to click so
0: And and here's what's important about let's go back to that Pettis play. And here's and here's why you know again it's not just field like that play was Fields making magic, but it wasn't just Fields that make that that made that play happen because you think about Fields did that a bunch of times last year. Sure, broke the pocket and you didn't see completions like that. You want to know why? Because Fox showed the replay of exactly they they had the camera right on Dante Pettis the whole time and. Dante Pettis is running some sort of, you know, in route. He's in the middle of the field. Then he sees Justin break away. And then he, he like looks around him and, and he finds the open field. And he finds the open field because underneath is David Montgomery continuing to move. So David Montgomery's coming across the field and he, and he drags both linebackers there with him. So now David Montgomery's uh, crossing the field, bringing both linebackers with him. That's what allows Pettis to go deep. And I just feel like, again, this goes back to playing with effort and continuing to play like last year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I you know, like you saw the I team quit a lot. You saw the team quit. Like maybe David Montgomery doesn't go across the field. He doesn't drag the linebackers. Right. Then Dante Pettis doesn't get open, or maybe Dante Pettis just kind of gives up on the play. Right. He doesn't get back there. So not only does he get back there, but then of Saint Brown is like, okay, the play is continuing. Let me go seal the block at the goal line to right. allow Pettis to actually score. Like. Mm-hmm. Like maybe last year they don't even get like they, they complete the reception, but he gets he goes out of bounds at right. the 10 and they don't score a touchdown. Sure. Right? Like it's important and, to score touchdowns. Yeah. So it's 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 Fields, but it's also everyone around continuing to move, continuing to play hard. Like it is a full team effort, and that's just what good teams do, man. So that was really I thought that was really cool to see. And like you're gonna see that a lot. Like if this is yeah. what Justin, if this is how Justin Fields is going to make his name in the NFL, right? Because he's been compared to Russell Wilson ever sure. since the jump. And that's really like when you think about Russell Wilson, what do you think of? how you think how oh, he's a cornball you think yes you just think you well, hope that too i mean it he's is, he's video. the corniest guy he's corny and, and it was funny really there's gross. a picture there's a video of him running out to practice um like before just a random practice like not even open to the public and he's like practicing his hot he's practicing aerobics. he's wearing his own jersey
1: he's wearing his own jersey with jeans for like whatever a practice or some fan of yes he's wearing well
0: that's not crazy it's
1: weird it's who else is gonna it's don't
0: i think you're i think the players are like supposed to do right that if it not was, it then, was yeah, weird but, it
1: was like a pre- it was it was something like where he clear it was it was something where it was a clear decision was made and it was just very bizarre because he's weird he's a weird man he's weird but
0: he's but, very good at football and and the bottom line is every all the great quarterbacks jake they 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 are known for something right for, for the most part and I think, I think what we're seeing is Justin Fields is going to be known for, you're not bringing the guy down. He's going to extend a play and he's going to be very Russell Wilson-esque in that sense. That's, that's what I mean. I will
1: say Russell Wilson does have this reputation as being like a smart quarterback, like a, a, a high that's football true well. IQ. I mean, you, you can be and. Both. and well, so I mean, this was just a separate thing mm-hmm. from his corniness. Like he has this reputation as, as a smart quarterback, as a guy who has a high football IQ, and I do see that with Justin Fields, especially in his post game where he's like, "Yeah, this is what happened, and this happened, and this happened, and the play broke down, and then that, smart. that, and that." Like, and that is encouraging to me about Justin Fields because we saw it a little bit last year, but they were losing, so it's kind of like, "Yeah, whatever, dude." Like, but. After a win, and he's breaking down how these plays came to be. Like, he's breaking down the touchdown of St. Brown. And you're like, wow, like this guy, he's what was our criticism with Mitch Trubisky the entire time he's here? His processing, mm-hmm. like how he was able to process the offense, how he was able to process what he was seeing in front of him. Justin Fields goes up there and he's breaking down and he's reciting it like that, what he saw and why he made the decision to do what he did and make the throw here and da 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 da. It's encouraging. So it's like, okay, if he has the mental aspect down, eventually, theoretically, that's the hard part. Theoretically, yeah. So then, like
0: everyone, like you're an athlete coming out of college, like right.
1: So then, theoretically, the throws and the big runs and the chug plays that should come later and then hopefully easier because he's already got the hard part down. He's seeing it. It's just a matter of making it happen. And maybe it's not the maybe it's not the harder part. Maybe the, it's the easier part because it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Age old saying. Obviously, we've all heard it, but. You know, I don't know. To me, it's like okay, it's just a change from Trubisky. Like you're not hearing the oh well, they got to simplify the offense. They got to dumb it th- not yeah, dumb it down. Yeah, that yeah. was mean, but like they got to simplify it and they got to you know kind of condense it so that he can like process it quicker. And Justin Fields is like, no, I I got it. Got it. Cool, easy, good, good. I mean, and granted, he's second year quarterback. He's essentially still a rookie. He hasn't even made 16 starts in the NFL yet. Or now, I guess 17. But you know what I mean. Like it's he hasn't even made a full season's worth of starts yet. Hmm. And he's showing this growth, and obviously it's the growth you've hoped for, and when we talk about the second year jump. but it's just encouraging. So it's encouraging that, okay, I don't even know what the weather's supposed to be like in Lambo this weekend, but it's, the mi- it's right it's the, it's the middle of September, theoretically, it should be better. And I think I just set the record for the most time, somebody says theoretically, in like a two-minute span, so I'm going to stop doing that. But it should, you know, be, you would think better conditions on Sunday. Granted it's in Lambo and it's going to be loud as all hell. And you know, it's going to be a hostile environment. So it might make it tougher, but you know, hopefully as you don't play in the craziest conditions, you can imagine the play will get better. So mm-hmm. I was encouraged by what I saw from Justin Fields. I, I liked what I saw in the second half, really liked the team water slide moment. That was awesome. Think speaks to the culture, which we Absolutely. talked about when we touched on Absolutely, Absolutely shows that kind of unity. Um, and speaking of the unity and the guys that fight for each other, it seems like the offensive line is a really tight-knit group. It seemed now they might not be very good. We'll see what happens. There were definitely some uh, moments. But there were also some moments. And I want to highlight this one because it's the man we've talked about all offseason, Tevin Jenkins. He's at right guard. Then Luke uh, not Luke Getsy. Lucas Patrick. Patrick is in at right guard and with this the club on his hand, and it's weird. and then they're interchanging not really sure what was going on there i would not sure i love it but it worked because tevin jenkins he's at right guard okay he stands up a defensive tackle and immediately he's looking for the next guy and he looks mm-hmm. to his right and larry burm struggling with nick bosa <laughs> and tevin jenkins just lays out nick bosa really? like, I puts him this. on his ass like i I, I, I forget i might have liked it I'll try and find it, but he, he puts Nick, Bosa like, and, and, he, and it was more of like a chip. He helps Larry Boreham. Like Larry Boreham also had a hand in this, but like Tevin Jenkins stands up a defensive tackle, turns him away and then is looking, sees Larry Borum having trouble with Nick Bosa and then goes over there, puts a hit on Nick Bosa, helps Larry Borum put him on the ground. And then Justin Fields starts to run and, and Tevin Jenkins is, all right, let's go. He's starting to run down the field then too. So if that's the Tevin Jenkins you're going to get every time, awesome like that's great um it appears that i did not like said video which is tough because i don't know whatever anyway. i would like to see it if you if someone i'm, has I'm it sure map, it, it, i'm sure it's out there. there i'm sure if you search tevin jenkins it'll come up but anyway i the offensive line had some uh moments and it was a little scary but mm-hmm. similar to the rest of the offense they did get better in the second half and maybe that's because there was less rain for them maybe it's because it was like the the more play action and the lack of uh shotgun setup. I don't know. There were, and I mean, this is kind of expected because you have, you know, a rookie left tackle, essentially a rookie right guard, a second year's uh, right tackle, a guy who's got a club on his hand, who you wanted to be your uh, starting center. And then he's not. And so it's like, there were ups and downs. It was kind of what you expected. There were some bad moments. There were some good moments from the offensive line. Overall, I think there is potential for them to be at least a decent unit this year.
0: Absolutely. And we, I just want to read this from Shane and M in the chat. There is a chance of rain on Sunday in Green Bay. Lovely. And, that's uh, great. That's lovely.
1: And well, it can't be near. The, the is, <laughs> is is yet. it cannot not nearly yet. be as bad as it was Sunday. There's no way if it is it's like the end of days if it's as bad as it was sunday yeah. and we all got to get on the arc because again end of days but you know what i mean and i'm
0: skokes is saying i expect the Atlanta to be much better this week need some dry grass and it's true i mean fair. think, think That's about fair. from a physics standpoint if you're both on a Ooh, block of ice Kevin. if you're both on a block of ice who's who it going to be easier the guy who's has to you know play back on his leverage or the guy who's pushing forward right you know like fair. in general if you're getting sure. pushed back it's harder to, to keep your footing and, and keep your leverage when you you, you don't have any. So it, it's, you know, that there's truth to that. But I really, I, I think what you saw in that first half, why I was concerning was a lot of the times on the broadcast when they were talking about uh the problems with, um when Justin Fields was sacked and he was sitting in the pocket a little bit long, but I think that was, you know, happening because they would show the receivers and there was no separation and that kind of goes back to what i was saying about like i just don't think the receivers could get separation given uh the conditions but i think with the old line the important thing to notice right is well things are going to change once the club is off of lucas patrick and he plays center like sam mustapher you know and and look mustapher they're going to start popping in the chat because he's back he's a starter again let's run it back with sam mustapher but you, you know he has limitations. He does, but but credit to him for for at least being there, right? Because
1: he's, like, serviceable. he's serviceable. He's serviceable. And if we
0: didn't have him, like you'd be a lot more. I mean, who would you go to? Doug Kramer from the re signed. Doug well, he's injured, the so. Oh, he's injured. So. Oh, yeah, he's injured. That's right. But he's, he's on, on IR. Squad, or he's on IR. Right. Sorry. That's what. it was. So you he's will not be saying Doug Kramer. Well, I I know, but like I just. I mean, like, do you go to Cody White here. Like exactly. Like you you are really <laughs> here. you go, Sam, what a stud. Uh, you are really Stop in get a get bad in a bad position, but. Like, I, I do think things change once you have a solidify. okay, like, sure. on every single drive, you know who's going out there. So do we
1: line. think that this, like, rotation with Patrick and Jenkins is just so Patrick gets some work yes, and, and gets dude, fresh and I gets I think, some work with mm-hmm, these guys? And obviously exactly then the plan is to put him at center and you put Jenkins at right guard and then, okay, there's your guys. It's Jones, Whitehair, Patrick, Jenkins, Borum? Yes. Because okay. I
0: mean, no preseason reps for Patrick like, sure. I, I okay. just think they're Sure. Like, okay. Okay. Get you some reps, right? I think that's what I see, it. and we don't know the timetable of how long the club. But that's believe, that's what concerns me. I believe it was all like it was it was close to him not even having it on this week. So if I had to guess, if that's what we know, then next week he'll definitely not have it on. So if
1: if it's the if if he's at center within the next two weeks, next two games, then I'll be fine with what they did on Sunday.
0: I, I just think here's the thing that you and same as Shane M popped this in the chat as well. You know, did you see that video of Lucas Patrick fired up in the locker room? Yeah, you know, like I, I think you have an offensive line. That's really, really intense. well. even
1: on the uh, on the touchdown. He's lifting Justin Fields yeah, up into the yeah, air. Man, My brother in Christ, you have a club on your hand. Should you really yeah. be the guy that's lifting people in the oh, air? There goes
0: Justin Fields falls on his shoulder. Right. Yeah. Let's let's leave
1: the lifting of people while the club is on to somebody else.
0: But did you see this has been going viral on Twitter today. It was a play. It was the Dominic Robinson sack, which okay. I, I want to mention him in a couple seconds, uh, on Trey Lance. He beat Mike McGlinchey, and he he threw Dominic – I mean, did you say we threw Trey Lance to the ground? I mean, he pulled – With him, the
1: jersey, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. It was just an incredibly athletic play. But immediately after – Mike McGlinchey, right tackle for the Niners, just walks off the field. Like, or he doesn't. even – He runs off the
1: field. Beats him, yeah. And
0: Trent Williams also does not acknowledge Trey Lance in any way. And like they have that, they, they have issues. And, and like, and for Niners fans who might be watching this because they're mad at me for going on their podcast and picking the Bears on both of them, like you can think that those things are just minor little things that don't matter. No, those things matter. We saw it last well, year as Bears fans. It, well, it
1: already happened. Like, like it, we're already. Right. Like, like as far as the forty, like apparently up teammates, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, apparently there's like already whispers that <laughs> like Shanahan and Lynch are going like, Hey, don't, don't give up on Trey. Like, don't, you know, Hey, he's, he's going to be, you know, don't, sure. don't start, don't start. I mean, whatever. This isn't a 49ers <laughs> pod. Who cares? <laughs> um, One thing I will say about Dominic Robinson is, did you see his quote about Williams where about he was Trent like, Oh uh, yeah. About how he's like, Oh, he tapped his foot. I saw on yes. film. He taps his foot twice on a pass play or something like that like that's crazy like that's it's i mean and, and again like that's i mean that's the maddie refluce like intensity part of the hit whole hits thing like intensely and like being attention to detail and being committed like i mean i respect it i what respect does S stand for playing smart there's smart. like a there's a there's a uh, silent, P, yeah. silent, silent P silent P in there.
0: And, and, you know, I think, like, think about Robert Quinn. Very technical player, right? Sure. I think Robert Quinn is is also probably really good in that. I think we know he's really good in that area where, you know, he's just recognizing tendencies with offensive mm-hmm. linemen. And, and Dominique Robinson, you know, has learned from that guy all, off, all off season. So I'm sure. very glad they didn't trade him. But, yeah, I mean, like, this is a guy, Dominique Robinson. Now here's did, a guy. Now here's a guy. <laughs> no, Chris Collinsworth. He now was bad guy, last guy. night. Yeah, I mean, like.
1: He Collinsworth was game. bad. He shouldn't have
0: done the game, and it's not did, like I—I I, I actually am not a Collinsworth hater.
1: To be honest, no, I love I love Chris Collinsworth. Like, something He's about great.
0: his voice, just it's yes, it's big game. For He's all, awesome, right? But well, Jack Collinsworth, game. on the other hand, yeah, uh, like yes,
1: but that, that okay, it is the people at NBC, whoever's making these decisions, to curse us with Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett, not once, like twice, I don't even mind Chris twice, Sims twice, twice Garrett. in a. Four day span is Thursday, yeah. insane and honestly a crime to us as the viewer.
0: Garrett was bad.
1: Like, he stinks. I don't,
0: and we have to listen to, or we have to, he see that, sucks! we have to see that pregame next
1: week. He's so bad.
0: We get we get four hours of, or not. Why? On, Football Online America is like two hours. He's
1: not good. At, he was like, he's bad. Get him out.
0: Drew Brees was great on Thursday. Why don't you just bring Brees back? But like, anyway, what were we talking about? How did we even get to this conversation of Collinsworth?
1: because you said here's a guy
0: yeah so here's a guy in dominique robinson and you're gonna you will literally hear those words on sunday chris collinsworth will say "Now here's a guy in dominique robinson well, hopefully he can Rome. say it hopefully or hopefully, yeah. we, we, hope hopefully we he can actually say it. say it if he figures out what's going on with his illness but i think the reason why he's jesus, gonna say he may it not be ill is, jesus
1: what who says he's ill
0: I think, he's, I think he's just...
1: He's in an off night. He doesn't have to be ill. No,
0: I thought he was just, like, sick. He doesn't
1: have to be sickly.
0: Not, like, sickly, sickly. Well, you, like said, a cold.
1: you said illness.
0: Illness like a cold.
1: Illness makes it sound way worse than it is.
0: When a player goes on the, like, injury port... There's an implication. There's no, When means, you
1: say illness, there's an implication.
0: It means, like, you have, like, the flu.
1: No, just say you have the flu. Okay. It's not that hard. Somebody in the chat backed me up on this. I'm right, right?
0: A, a cup of chicken broth could have done him well in the pregame, but he is going to say, with his horse or not horse voice, now, here's a guy in Dominic Robinson who was not even expected to play the amount of snaps yeah. that he played on Sunday. This was a guy that, okay, he's really, really new to the position. He's raw at defensive end. He's, he played quarterback, and, and now he transitioned to wide receiver, and now he's drafted as defensive end. He's going to come in and learn from Dominic Robinson. And, or Sorry, he's going to come in and learn from Robert Quinn and Travis Gibson and al Kadane Muhammad, who I thought played really well as yep. well. Um And he's going to take a little time. First game, plays, I don't know the exact snap count, one and a half snacks, five tackles. I think a tackle for loss as well, and a fifth round rookie. Yeah, who did, who's played the position for like two years? Yeah, and he and it's not just oh he got lucky and 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 like they missed a uh, they missed an assignment offensive line. No, he physically dominated Mike McLenchey, who's not a bad player, and
1: outsmarted Trent Williams. And
0: outsmarted Trent Williams, Dominique Robinson, and is oh I'm I mean and and then just think about it, Jake. I mean, this rookie class. We didn't even see Bayless Jones Jr. Yeah, and I think he's going to really add something to that offense and, and the return oh, game. Chester never looked, looked a little snow on the returns. He looked, he looked a little slow. He looked like running through sand in the uh, in. Well, didn't uh, everybody? Didn't everybody? Yes, but I, I like. I mean, I just can't believe the rookie class and the production that you're getting so quickly from them. I mean, Braxton Jones held up well. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't exposed. Was he exposed against No, no. was it exposed overall?
1: I thought he was fine. He's fine, which so. is, I mean the best you can hope for and given all the circumstances um yeah i mean if you're ryan poles and you look at this rookie class i mean obviously brisker dog Kyler gordon i mean you didn't really hear too much of him or see too much of him but i mean that's fine because honestly if you're not hearing a cornerback's name that's almost as good as hearing it because you know if you're hearing it it might be a bad play so honestly it just means he was solid in my eyes um I already said Jaquan Brisker, Kyle Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, but then Jones and Robinson and even Ebner, if he could give you anything, like and you you're off to a great start. And I mean, what was what was the one redeeming quality about Ryan Pace? He always found somebody, at least one in the mid rounds. Mm-hmm. You might have two right away. So well, I and mean, he
0: found somebody in the early rounds, too. And that's well, that's yeah, that's yeah. turning to be the most important. Right, and arguably that's, that's the I most important. Right right, right, right. Um you also missed the opportunity for the bit to do. Uh, have you seen that that high schooler who's like, he's talking about his running backs? He's like, Do devon dog? He's just going down the list of his running backs. He's saying hey, he's just calling each of them a dog. Have you seen that? I'm sure yet? I have. I, uh, just... I thought that's where you were going when you were like, Jaquan Brisker dog, Kyler Gordon no. dog, Dominic Robinson. Nah. He's They've... a dog.
1: Okay. Robinson and Brisker earned that, but Gordon and the rest got to pick it up a little bit. Oh, fine. Well, no, he was fine. Well, no Gordon was solid. Was Jones fine. was fine. He, had one missus- he won't miss. Yeah. One. yeah. Yeah. Gordon was solid jones was fine do we have to consider jenkins a rookie i mean uh, he wasn't like, I no mean,
0: you don't i mean in that case you might yeah i guess he played like fields a, a rookie
1: no well, i mean i just remind because he like hasn't played fields at least played 11 games, I, 11
0: games. I, do you have anything else about the 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 little things about this game because i want to end with one just like big thing nope go for it well first of all i want to say So I got a I got a buddy, all right. My my buddy Mike. That's good for you. I I have glad you have friends. That's good. I have one. I've I've long said you know I have have two. Are are you a friend of mine? I mean, you you. I'm in your Twitter circle, which is that's true. Like I didn't really. I like I was. I think I was a bubble candidate. You
1: didn't think you were gonna make the cut. I I, I
0: thought I was a bubble (laughs) candidate for the Twitter circle. I was a little bit nervous, (laughs) and then I I don't know why that's so funny. I saw the green. I saw I was in. I think I replied to it. I was like, let's (laughs) go. I made it, but. Anyway, I'm in Jake's Twitter circle and it's never one of 47. Uh, only 47. Oh, yeah, got like 800, 900 followers. I have
1: have more than that, pal. We're approaching 1100.
0: Sorry, god, hey, at Jake underscore host. If you're winning people money on the Beck QL shows, also, facts, then do it, but like. The Bears had such an inspiring inspiring win that my buddy, Mike Neal, my college roommate, and he's born in Chicago, right? Went okay. to Lane Tech, born right by the Addison Brown line, like Chicago kid through and through. Should have been a Bears <laughs> fan. I'll cut it out. Should have been, been a Bears fan his whole life, right? In 2014. Right by hit.
1: Trader Joe's. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else.
0: Trader Joe's. There you Great. go. That's, 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 okay. that's all we'll put. Um, uh, and... So he in 2014 he get he's like sick of the he's sick of the Bears he looks for he he looks for a new team he decides to become an Atlanta Falcons fan. Oh, for out of all teams becomes a Falcons. Fan. Yikes! So so he's a Falcons fan for those first few years and things are looking great. Right. I mean they make the Super Bowl in 2016. Yeah, they they still playoff team. Yeah, yeah, and, and then that, yeah. ever since 2016 things start to really go downhill. They start. To so he's coming back. So. so and like he texted me after the game he's like he's like dude because so he went to Ohio house so he's he's got the okay fields connection okay as well. okay he's got the field connection it, yeah. uh i think a and lot of people like, do that who like don't
1: have nfl fandoms right. or like allegiances they go like wherever yeah. they went to college yeah. yeah
0: and he's a big college football guy so like that's valid and he texts me he, he texts me at the game he's like i think i gotta be back
1: wow way. i think i gotta be back wow. and, 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 and so 2014 uh so that would have been
0: it has partially to do with the fact that it, or so that was fourteen. Was like
1: stress men.
0: Yeah, like that was dark, okay. That was the dark ages. Dark ages. Like okay. Very dark ages. I'll allow it. Like, and, and, makes sense. and it has it partially has to do with the fact that the Falcons are just abysmal, and they gloom. right. If he was like, right, if, 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 if you if were a fan if, of a different team, right, was, if he now, had yeah, become like <laughs> a
1: Chargers or a Chiefs, and he'd probably like keep it.
0: Yeah. Now, but,
1: but now he's like, God, it got worse. He's
0: like, he he's we back. We have to it. go back. He shared her Instagram story. So I just wanted to shout about like the Bears are playing such inspiring football. And that's what I want to do with my like with kind of my one last thing here. Going to go into Scott Van Pelt thing. But like, you know, you, you talk about the photos. You mentioned them briefly. And the photo of Justin Fields sliding in the rain is now the header of the NFL Twitter account that has 30 million is it followers. Really? And like these are little things. But like they're it, I don't know how to describe it, but they're important and it's really really important to me that they are getting that recognition not as, you know, just a, a The quoted... NFL changed it back already. Did they already change it? Those sucks They changed they
1: bitches. changed it to Russell Wilson being weird. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's yeah, he's being weird.
0: It's weird. It's God. he's being weird. It's just it's it's promo for Monday Night Football. But well, Yeah, obviously.
1: I, I know what it is, I Kevin. just I...
0: sorry. For those who don't know. I'm I don't. Not that know. big of an idiot. I just think it's idiot, very but... very important. That, like, the to to watch it it was something of like there was like it was almost like there was symbolism in that moment. That immediately, yes, agree. And and the symbolism was this immediately when the ball was immediately when they knelt, what did you what did just Justin Fields ran and everybody followed him? And that is it it was a metaphor for what this team is and becoming. And it's it's just this is Justin Fields' team and everyone's gonna follow him. There, go as far as so that's what I saw with that play.
1: It didn't seem like they followed him. It seemed like they all did it together, like in unison. Which, which, but so, like, my question is this: I don't disagree with anything that you said.
0: We're arguing the the. the no, no, no. My my question, me. my question
1: is this: Did they talk about it beforehand? Yes, like, was they that did.
0: pre-planned? They did. Okay. Because okay, then I'm I fine. was I broke this down. No, too. no further questions. Because uh, Cody Whitehair slid at the exact same time. Right. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's yeah, why. So because like, well, they
1: took off at they, the same time. Like they right. all basically okay, took maybe, off like within maybe. a half. But second. still, like one thing about that video, real quick. You can see it when Justin Fields hits the ground and it splashes, some of the water gets in his mouth, and that just seems really gross. gross. That does not seem like an ideal, but, but he still smiles, he kind of powers through it. So it's like credit to him. I would have been like Bleh.
0: Yeah. I would have thrown up. But it's just like it, it, it it's it's I mean I was you, throwing up like, anyway, but moments like this, you don't think you can remember this. No, you can remember this. If the Bears won the Super Bowl yeah. in three years, you're gonna go back to that
1: moment as like this is when we knew that things were different, right? Even even if you have a winning record this year. If you go nine and eight this year, that that's going to be the thing. Like this is when it started. Everybody's gonna be like the, the Bears exceeded expectations, and it started right here. I would even say, even if they win eight games, if they win eight or nine games or more, then I think that's going to be like, well, it started here. Like the, the and it's, and of course, this is all predicated on them having a decent offensive year, and of course, Justin Fields having a good year. But that's what everyone will go back to. Like, mm-hmm. look at this moment where they kind of like came together and showed that they're. You know, a a, a team, a, a team, squad, a yeah. Team. So, like,
0: it's it, that those are those are real signs of a good culture. Like, they are right. real signs of a good culture, a, a good culture, and and it's something again. Like, when you think about moments like this, and try to think about some of these moments in like the Nag air, right? And you think about not uh, a lot of them. in 2018, though. You get that well, moment sure. of of Mr. Bisky. I think it was the game he scored three touchdowns against the Lion, and then he throws the ball against the the wall, and he's there's that post- the flex, and like, yep. flexing, right? And that photo of Justin Fields in that like hero pose after he pops yeah. off from the slide, like, it's just an embodiment of like, we're here. Like we told y'all that this is. That well, we they, s- gonna- they said
1: that specifically after the pose. He's like, yeah. we told
0: it like-, like this wasn't a surprise to them. And they no. they have belief in their quarterback. They have belief in each other. And they're going to go out there and play their ass off. And I li- when that moment happened, because they showed it on Fox, I was like, I audibly said, I love this team. And it's so <laughs> early to say that. But I think even if they lost, like, I'm all in on this team, man, and I love them for the right You
1: reason. were all in on this team regardless. You were all in this on this team the day that Justin Fields was drafted. Don't come here and say on this podcast, you just said to Shane M and Scott and our guys, you just looked them in the face and said, oh, now I'm all in on this team. Get out of here with that. You've been all in on this team. Now, if I said that, that'd be different. I've been well, the flicker. Been-
0: say it. I'm- say it. Right what, now, okay. What
1: what are we defining all in on? I still expect this team to disappoint and hurt me.
0: Then that's not all in. Like okay, okay but like being all in on like I, uh, the philosophy, right? What what's being preached? The ideas, right? That the I like, the, believe, the players you're bringing in. You can be all in on that.
1: I believe that this team believes in what Matty Refluce is preaching.
0: That wins you. That wins you the Super Bowl in three years. That's exactly what. Oh jeez, here, here we go. Here we go. But am I wrong? Here, here we go. Those are what good teams do.
1: Week one, September twelfth. Week one, one home victory. I said this in the Kev- offseason. Kevin Lapka's declaring the twenty twenty five. Well, I guess it'd be twenty twenty six Super Bowl.
0: They could win the Super Bowl next year. Stop. They could win the Super Bowl next year.
1: We're about to. If I'm if not the, kidding, if the Bears beat the Packers,
0: we're winning the Super Bowl. They this won't.
1: Year. <laughs> then Kevin Lapka is going to be pulling the payroll, and the, who is this? Is who they're going to sign?
0: Oh. I'm already doing that because everyone should be doing that.
1: I saw people. I saw people tweeting it already. Jake, I'm like, we're what are we doing here? We're
0: on the Chargers blueprint. The Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Can we
1: finish the season first? <laughs> well, no. Can we get through the next sixteen, seventeen weeks?
0: Well, when, well, well how are you going to feel when we go seventeen to zero this year? And then <laughs>
1: that I'm ending this we're podcast. All in all. Bears a win a great win, Jake. A, a really good win. Tell them you're all in. A very, a very team. good win. Of course, I love this team. I'm there doing a damn podcast.
0: Yeah, you love the you love the Bears, but you don't like this team. This team, you know what I mean. I don't.
1: Okay, no, I don't love this team yet. I could be swayed. I could be convinced. If the Bears go. I'm not doing this with you. Just do the just I'm, do the tease. I'm not if the
0: bears you. win next week, they you're convinced. They're not winning so next week. So we'll break I'm it down a, on I, next week's episode. I'm not well,
1: we have an episode in two days, Kevin. No, it's so. next week.
0: <laughs> it next uh, also I wouldn't completely write it off. Like, let's let's let's
1: not, that not, the bears can win.
0: I, I I'm not gonna make my prediction yet, but I'm yeah,
1: there's your there's your tease. Right you're on. telling me to tease the next episode. There's your tease. Kevin Lapka shocking. He's picking the bears. I, I didn't say that. I didn't shocking news. This just in this just in: Delirious Man picks team that he's in well, love with.
0: Well, you know what? Who's one and zero on record predictions this year, Jake? Can we can we address that? You want to pull the
1: all time record, Kevin? You I want de- to do I'm this game? I'm definitely up. I'm definitely you, up. There's no way you are. There I'm is a up. zero point zero percent chance that you were up in the all time predictions. Jake, you've you've been on the pass. show what? So this is your because I, I, I started this before you. So you've been on the show. The moment I'm one and zero. You've been on the show one. This would be the fourth season, correct? Yeah, this would be your fourth season on the show. Over the last three years, I am for sure up 100,000,000% I have a better record all-time predictions on uh, over you on this show. 100%. I have never been more sure of anything in my life. I would bet my life savings, which granted is not a lot, on that.
0: I, uh, if we can get a listener out there that can go back to every single, what do you do? Episodes. What is this? What is happening right because now? I, what I, is I just, this? I just, I, what is this, th- this, th- like th- I'm, this persona? Is this is it. I'm removed from the Twitter circle. This, this is the this end is of weird. This is the end of like, because I just, I, I'm sitting here and I just know you're spitting bullshit and all that matters. It's is, not. I'm I, right. I, the past is the past. I'm one to know you're o and one. Yes. Let's you
1: go. are one to know. And, o, bears country, and then ride. at home
0: bears country. Let's ride.
1: We will be back on Wednesday to preview the Sunday night football game against the Packers at Lambeau Field to see if the Bears can potentially maybe carry the momentum from the 49ers game into Lambeau Field and show us something and shock the world. Who knows? Weirder things have happened. So, for myself, for Kevin, thank you as always for listening, for watching. You guys are the best. We love you. We'll see you on Wednesday, same time, same place. For our preview episode. Until then, and for the first time of the 2022 season, bear down.